You are listening to We Woke Up Like This, a podcast dedicated to spiritual awakening, consciousness expansion, and raising the vibration of the collective consciousness of the planet. Join me here every week for interesting conversations that promise to offer you insight, awareness, and expansion into your own soul's growth. I'm your host, Reverend Joya Sosnowski. Thank you for joining me. Enjoy the show. Hello, lights and souls and beautiful humans. Reverend Joya here. This is the third time I'm trying to record this podcast episode. (laughs) I recorded the first one with a friend and it was dumped off of my computer. There's a whole bunch of files missing from my computer. I have no idea where they went. And then I tried to record this again. And then for some reason... It was recording and then it just stopped. So I recorded this whole podcast and none of it got recorded. So this is the third time. Third time's a charm. And this is specifically going to be around this understanding, this understanding, this awareness, this great awakening, this catapult of consciousness that I experienced on my trip to Egypt. And I haven't recorded an episode since I've been back from Egypt because there was a lot to process. And I wasn't ready to share. And it's really funny because one of my coaching clients, I messaged her about a session and she said, I'm ready whenever you feel that you have integrated your journey to Egypt and you are in overflow. And I wrote her back and I said, I love that you know that because I was in integration. And honestly, for the first week that I was back, I felt like I was out of my body. Like it took me a week to catch up to being back in my body. It was almost like a part of my energy was left back in Egypt and it took a slow boat to get here to get back into my body. And it probably did. So on this journey to Egypt, the guide that I was with, Trista, who is a just unbelievably powerful Divine feminine woman whom I really, really love and respect a lot. And she's my mentor in the Mirafor tradition and who I study sacred oils with. And she led this journey to Egypt with the very intentional path for each temple that we went to. It was almost like each one was an initiation of sorts, and it really was. And so the one that I was really looking forward to going to was the temple of Dendera, which is the Hathor temple, the Hathor goddess temple. And before we got to the Hathor temple, there were some really interesting things that happened. So the night before we were going to the temple of Isis, we were having a movement, um, gathering just the, just our group we we're just doing some really intuitive movement intuitive movement meditation and just being in our bodies and I said I had a playlist and one of the women said of course the party girl has the playlist and it really really rubbed me the wrong way my feelings were really hurt and I went and sat with it I went to my room And I went and sat with that energy and I was like, what is this? What is this energy? And it stemmed from my childhood of always being told 
I was too much, too loud. And the saying that everybody would say, not only through my childhood, but through my adult life too, was in a loving and playful way, people would always say, oh, here comes trouble. And I didn't want to be seen that way. Because that's not who I am. I'm not the party girl. I'm not trouble. And it's this label that gets slapped on extroverts. <laughs> I recently saw somebody post an Instagram post about her perception that extroverts were show-offs. And I had posted a post maybe about a year ago, maybe less. And I think I shared it on one of these podcast episodes where I said showing up is not showing off. So all this energy was kicked up around this wound, this old wound in me. And this was the night before we were going to the Temple of Isis. And so I shared it with the woman. I said, I have to say this because I can't go on the rest of this journey. I can't do any of these things with this weighing on me like this. And I said, when you said that, it really hurt my feelings. And she said, she, she immediately said, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. And in fact, I meant it as a compliment. And a couple of the other women was like, yeah, I took it as a compliment too. And so I was like, isn't it interesting about perceptions and the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves based on the feedback of other people's perceptions about us? So it was really healing you know, to have that brought up in my consciousness because I wasn't aware that it was even still there until it was triggered. And then I said, thank you. She said, I'm so sorry. And I said, no, no, no. Thank you for pointing out this wound that I have in me that revolves around how other people are perceiving me and my investment energetically in that, right? So the next morning we went to the Temple of Isis and we had this most beautiful sunrise ceremony. We had the whole place to ourselves. It was so phenomenally beautiful. And we left the Temple of Isis after our ceremony that we got to do. And outside was this beautiful freestanding temple. And we walked in and Trista began to share, this is a temple dedicated to the goddess Hathor. And she said, if you look at the walls, there's women playing music and drums and tambourines and they're drinking wine and they're celebrating. And she said, this was a temple for the celebration of all things living. And she said, the goddess Hathor is the goddess of the embodied divine feminine rejoicing and celebrating life and being in joy and exuberance with music and dancing and laughter and I started crying. It makes me cry now just thinking about it. The, the knowing that there's nothing wrong with being a party girl. <laughs> and I said, Goddess Hathor was a party girl. And Trista hugged me and she said, isn't it interesting what a little reframe will do? So fast forward, later on in our journey, we're going now to the Temple of Dendera, which is the Hathor Temple. 
And I had been really excited before our trip to Egypt to go there because the Hathor vibration has been coming to me for a few months now before the trip through sound because that's what they do. Hathors are the sound goddesses. They're the sound healers. So I was really excited to go. And on the way, knowing that it was a healing temple, I was asking. I was in the bus and I was quiet. And I was journaling and I was saying, what in me needs healing? What's my intention for going to this temple? What is the healing that I'm seeking? And then I had this voice drop in. My voice that I get that drops in that I've shared before. My inner coach. (laughs) And it said, the only thing left for you to heal is your belief that there's anything left to heal. I'm going to say that again. The only thing left for you to heal is your belief that there's anything left to heal. It goes hand in hand, that message, with my Magdalene journalings in the morning when she said about letting go. Letting go is as simple as letting go, but most people create a lifetime of things to let go of. It's the same thing, right? Well, and that's because the Magdalene priestesses were the priestesses at Hathor and Isis. (laughs) Come full circle. So that really has stuck with me. And at this beautiful temple, the Temple of Dendera, when we got there, I was just washed over with this feeling, this cellular level familiarity of, I've been here before. And I broke down sobbing before I could even get in there because the temple was so destroyed. All of the faces of Hathor have been chiseled off over time. And it's really heartbreaking to see it. The destruction of the divine feminine, the destruction of the celebration of life. And I just was blown away. And then outside of the temple of Uh, Dendera, the Hathor temple, they have a smaller temple dedicated to the goddess Isis in which I got to go sit and meditate with two beautiful women. There were three of us in there meditating, praying, chanting. It was really powerful. Really, really powerful. So that question has stuck with me since I returned. Because after my return from Egypt, what kicked up was a whole bunch of stuff for me to look at. Which is what initiation does. Initiation comes with fear. Initiation comes with kicking up all of the things, all of the ways, all of the behaviors, all of the stories, all of the beliefs, all of the thoughts, all of the emotions. All of it comes being kicked up to see it so that you can clear it. And I know that. I know that from working with my clients, that I always tell them, you know, your life's going to get really messy for a while if you work with me because it's going to kick up all of the stuff that is ready to be released. Everything unconscious comes to the conscious when it's ready. So the week that I got back, I was flooded with depression My binge eating disorder kicked up in full force. It was like it raged itself as this crazy dragon. 
and it was really intense. But then I was able to unwind myself from it by saying the only reason I have this eating disorder is because I believe I have this eating disorder. How's that for an untangling? And that began to untangle the energy of it immediately. Like The only reason there's energy around it is because I believe there's energy around it. It applies to everything. And then with that, there comes a clearing, right? So when we let something go, especially something that's taken up a lot of space in your life, nature pours a vacuum. So what comes in to fill that space? Well, this is why people who have addictions just hop from one addiction to another without curing or healing the root vibration of it, which is the belief in it. The belief that I've given power to food when I felt powerless over my life. And it's really interesting that I gave it to something that I knew ultimately I could control. Isn't that fascinating? It's so, so deeply brilliant. The, this plan that my little self came up with very unconsciously to save herself. Like, I'm going to project all of this energy onto food because that's something I can actually control. It's really mind-blowing. So my work now... After my week of that, then the last week, I've come to this space of this real emptiness and fullness. I'm in this and space. And it almost feels like if you can visualize your life as like a boat, and you can be the operator or the captain of your boat from different viewpoints on the boat on the boat right so you can stand at the back and you can look at what's already passed and focus on that and when we do that we just keep creating the present the same as the past which is when the present comes present because it's exactly what the past was we can captain it from the middle of the boat where we can see a little bit of the, of what's coming and a lot of what's past and so we can create a little bit, but we're not really being super decisive versus being like right at the front of the boat, right over the bow, watching the water be carved right as you go through it. And this is the leading edge of co-creation with spirit because in that space, instead of filling it with another addiction, instead of filling it with anything. Because in fact, I said, I'm sick of being numb. I don't want to numb myself. I don't want to numb my experience anymore. I want to be here. I fill that space with my higher self, with my nafsha, with my spirit. And I asked it to come in and fill that space. You take up the space in me. And what's happened just in this past week from doing that have been like three huge, amazing, incredible opportunities 
have presented themselves to me that I certainly could have never have planned for. But it's the path spirit wants me to take. And I'm so excited. It just feels so complete and so peaceful and so purposeful, aligned with my purpose and my passion and my joy and my peace, my playfulness and being in the body. Because that's where this whole ascension happens. That's where this whole awakening happens is here in the body. We're living through such an incredible time on planet Earth right now with this great awakening happening, this ascension happening, the revolution happening everywhere as humanity comes together, as humanity is beginning to come together. And it's all changing. We're watching it all change right now. We're in it. We're living it. We are the ushers bringing in the new earth consciousness. Those of us who have been doing this work and those of us who are just beginning to do this work, welcome to the journey. It's a beautiful journey. It's a, it's a hard journey, but it's a beautiful journey. And it's only as hard as you make it. It's only hard if you believe it's hard. <laughs> Honestly. And I'm just so excited for what the future holds, what's unfolding, what's happening. I am being called very much to bring together groups of women and go sing and drum at sacred sites around the world. So I have some journeys coming up pretty soon. You can find those on my website at vibology.com if you'd like to join. V-I-B-O-L-O-G-I-E, which is also my Instagram and my YouTube. And I'm so excited because I'm also bringing a, a community together, bringing together what I love to do the most, which is create and business and strategizing and ideas and manifesting, bringing things into fruition, which I'm so good at, always have been good at. And you know why? Because I have never believed that I can't. That is 100% true. So this whole root, this whole belief is so powerful. And when it comes to manifesting and creating, I literally remember the day somebody asked me, what if you can't do that? And I was confused by that question. I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you've never done it before. So what if you can't do it? And I was like, why wouldn't I be able to do it? Like, for some reason, the whole concept of failure just hasn't been wired into me the same way as it has other people. I'm not afraid to fail. I look at it all as experimenting. I'm just experimenting. Life is experimentation. And, that, and that's, that's a belief, right? If I was wired to believe something differently, then I wouldn't try new things. But I'm not, that's not one of my beliefs, so I'm really sitting with and examining this power of belief. And I invite you to do the same thing. To write down what you perceive to be your current problems in your life. And to know that this is only a problem because you believe it's a problem and you're giving it power. And what would be something else to believe in instead? 
So instead of believing in failure, I believe in possibility. I believe in surprise. I believe everything is possible. So I'm putting together this whole new venture with my business in working with conscious entrepreneurs and spiritual entrepreneurs because I see that so many of them need help when it comes to the practical manifesting of abundance of money and even how to do things in the tech sector. How do you start a podcast? What do I need for a sound recording studio? How do I create a YouTube channel? How do I create an Instagram reel? I get asked questions like this all the time. So I was like, you know what? I can help people succeed because good people do good things with money. And I can offer the mindset piece because I've studied mindfulness for eight years now. And I have all these techniques and tools and tactics that I use to cultivate self-awareness, mindful self-awareness practice, to be present. Self-inquiry is powerful. You too have a wise counselor and a wise coach wired within your own being. It's your higher self. It's your nafsha. Because you don't have a nafsha. You are a nafsha. And we can use it to the amount that we will to use it. Because we also have willpower. And we get to choose how we want to use that willpower. We're so powerful. We are divine co-creators. The more we become conscious of our own beliefs and what we're giving power to is what we are feeding, fueling, manifesting, and creating in our life. And to notice where there's any doubt, what are your abundance doubts? What are your abundance blocks? Do you believe that abundance is available and is your birthright? Do you know that there is plenty of money on this planet for everybody? Do you believe that there are plenty of resources on this planet for everybody? There are. If we take away greed, and greed subsides with a spiritual awakening, because that's the irony of it. The more you step into the space of your holy divine self and you start approaching yourself with you know, finding this belief system, finding these things out, finding where it hurts, finding the ow, which I've also spoken about before, the original wound, finding that ow and healing it. You know, and here's an interesting tidbit that I want to share about this wise voice, this nafsha, higher self that we are, is that we are existing on all timelines, everywhere, all at once. And in this perception of self that's speaking right now and your perception of self that's listening right now is only one aspect of ourselves and what if that higher self voice that drops in sometimes for me because it literally is a voice and I'm not clear audience uh, clear audible I don't get clear is that how you say it clear audible or clear audience I don't get the audio audio audible <laughs> Whatever the word is, I don't usually get voices like that. So what if when that voice drops in, that's my future self communicating with me in this now moment? 
across timelines. And if that's possible, then what if I, in this current self, can communicate with my past childhood self in this timeline to help her, to love her, to nourish her, to give her what she's not getting? And when I thought about that, I thought about times when I was a child and I felt like I was being held. Like I can remember right now, I, I felt like an angel was holding me or taking me away on, a, on an imaginative story. Or I think of moments where I had really profound deja vu. And I think of moments where I lined up all my stuffed animals to play church with them because I just was so in love with the divine and wanted to share this message <laughs> even when I was seven. Oh, and I just think, you know what? Maybe that's me now sending love to that child back then. And it changes the timeline and that those things change the belief system, change the structure for this now moment. That we're constantly rewiring our experience and repatterning ourselves at a cellular level. Isn't that a beautiful thing to think about? So I could say thanks, future self. Thank you, Nafsha. And so I ask you, what are you giving power to? What are you believing in? What do you believe to be true? And how do you know it's true? Do you know it through your own personal experience of it? Or do you know it because you're told it? Or do you know it because it's the way your family did it or the way it's always been done? Or because your teachers said it or your, your clergy said it or your parents said it or society says it? Whatever it is, how do you know? And then what if you say this is only true because I believe it's true? This only has power because I believe it has power. This applies to everything including sickness. I have a very good friend, actually two good friends, who are both having major surgeries this week. And both of them are focused on their wellness and 100% believe that they're already healed. And they are already celebrating, they're already grateful, they're already planning for what's next. They're not dwelling on the illusion of their sickness. And instead, they're focused on the healing, the energy of the healing and belief in that. And if the placebo effect is real, which we know it is, it's scientifically proven that the placebo effect is real, then we can certainly do it to ourselves without a pill. We can belief pill ourselves. <laughs> just made a new word. I'm going to believe pill myself. By choosing to believe in a higher vibrational way of being, in a higher vibrational world, in a world of unity, in a world that's loving, in a world where we're all awakened to our divinity, in our world where we're all awakened to the unity that it's all one. We're all one. If the divine is everything, then that means it's you, it's the plants, it's the animals, it's 
the trees, it's the birds, it's everything. And for me, that conjures up this deep sense of reverence and gratitude within myself, just that this divine, this divine, powerful, incredibly expansive and expressive beingness lives within me. It lives within you. What does that belief feel like to put that belief on? Like, I believe that. I believe that I can do anything. I believe that anything is possible. I believe if I can envision it, then that's my nafsha sending me that vision. And that now I can live into it and live up to it. And I've shared so many times with Vibrazer and especially Vibrazer. That was really the ultimate coaching program for me because it was so much about who I became in that process of creating that event. You know, and somebody asked me the other day, oh my gosh, how did your event go? And I said, it was amazing. And I said, but what's even more amazing is who I became in the process of creating it. And they just nodded their head in agreement because they know. And that's what our businesses do. That's what showing up does. That's what answering the call of our dream does. It's what stepping into our truth does. It calls us forward into a higher way, a higher vibrational way of being. And when we change our vibrational frequency, we literally change the messages that we receive from the field, from the zero point field, from the Akashic record, that we can now have access to data and information that we didn't have access before when we were in a lower vibration. It's a fact. So my loves, welcome to the fun of 2023 as I record this on March 28th. And just check your beliefs. Notice what's triggering you. And what would it be like to believe something else in its place and to allow your higher self to be the vibration of consciousness that animates your body. Thank you so much for listening. You are loved. You are loving. You are lovable forever. There is nothing wrong with you. You are inherently already divinely perfect. Yeshua said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And the truth is that you are a divine being having and using this human experience. I'll see you soon. Much love. Bye. Thank you for listening to We Woke Up Like This. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listened to this podcast. And feel free to send me an email, joya at vibology, V-I-B-O-L-O-G-I-E dot com for any questions, comments, or if you want to be a guest on the show. Wishing you a blessed day. Bye.